0: Hey there i'm trevor houston the creator of the who you know summit and i'd like to welcome you to the who you know job networking show on our program we'd like to show you the job search like you've never seen everything from getting noticed by employers how to properly format your resume and how to network effectively using linkedin to drive recruiters to your profile we even take suggestions from our amazing community so if you want to learn all things job search go ahead and subscribe now focus it's all about the job search so if you want to learn how to land that next success you heard them all you got to do is subscribe and ring that bell so you don't miss out on a thing welcome back to the who you know job networking show where what you know is important but who you know, hey. who you know can make all the difference in your job search? Who you know? Well, let me tell you who I know. Who I you know Briar Donnery. She's the founder of Career Organic, author of several resume writing and career transition master classes, and the co-author of A Life Measured in Sessions a big warm who you know welcome for briar let's go hello Welcome. Hello, <laughs> i love that hello hello that's awesome well thank you for being here with us today uh this has been an awesome awesome episode but i want to just dive right in uh so you've you're doing a lot you're, you got your resume writing career transition master classes how did you get start uh started coaching and, and doing that for job seekers how did that all come about
1: Yeah, um, I had a really early career in New York City. I went to Fashion Institute of Technology for a marketing degree and ended up working full-time, taking crazy credits and uh, like 17 to 21 credits a semester. uh, Oh, wow. And yeah, and and also had a full-time job. And so I was working at Crunch Fitness, um, the 59th Street location. It was one of the largest, it was the second largest in New York City and really just loved it, um, kind of got into the vibe and and scaled myself through the company. So I was a general manager by the age of 20. Uh, So I was one of two female general managers in New York City. There were only 10 locations at that time and just kind of catapulted. Um, And by the age of 25, I was um, a regional director running salons and spas within Saks Fifth Avenue for the entire Northeast had the relationship with uh, the Saks with Avenue executives, on that. did acquisitions for like the lower end brands, like we brought on Macy's and I did kind of, you know, I scouted real estate for them. And so this was like mid twenties, like loving life, but realizing I had a passion for growing people. And so I had a team of 500 underneath me and oh, I wow. knew everyone. And I loved that. that, that really just kind of, it helped me wake up in the morning and really want to go to work and so that continued to progress you know as i've made a ton of career transitions i moved markets so i went from new york city to atlanta and um, every single piece of every job i had where i found my passion point was really growing people and so when i left corporate america 2013 i had my son didn't want to go back after that. Uh, and I had had clients on the side that I was doing resume writing with, uh, friends asking for interview help. And really I just kind of stumbled into it. Uh, Uh, and I said, you know, I'm just going to do this part time and I'm going to raise my son and you know, yay, everything's like rainbows. And then, uh, (laughs) I really loved getting back into work because, you know, I had been a workhorse my entire, you know, young career and, uh, and I was missing that piece of it. Still loved being a mom and wanted to find something to balance that. And so, coaching for me and you know being a part of people's kind of journey just continued to like elevate every day for me. So I had this like amazing family, uh, continued to grow that, and then still had the flexibility of you know kind of running a, a small business, and then ended up scaling that into Career Organic in January two thousand and eighteen because it just kind of all blew up in my face, uh, in a really good way. (laughs) So.
0: I love it. I love it. So you kinda, you, you know, you'd been doing it and then, uh, people started asking you, right. They started asking you for the help and then you just started to lean into that. I love that. Well, okay. So you've been doing this for, for a little bit now. Um, how long have you been uh, a full-time for career coach now?
1: So in 2015 is kind of when I went full-time. Um, so for those, First two years, um, I also had to kind of delay it because uh, when my son was one years old um, in 2014, I had cancer. Oh my
0: and God. so wow. that
1: it, I, I got stage three thyroid cancer. Um, I paralyzed my vocal cord during the surgery. Um, lots of fun complications with that. And so I had to pause and, and kind of, you know, sure. start over. And I got my voice back and I'm a very determined woman and uh put it to
0: it so well yeah let's can we would it be okay if we talk a little bit more about that Uh, like i absolutely because i i mean um this this show is also about helping people overcome obstacles and man that's a that's a life challenge right there right it's not just about getting back to work like this is all about that so talk to me about some of the some of those dark nights that you had to go through and what you did to get to the other side
1: Yeah, I would say that first dark night was finding out I had cancer. Um, When I had gone into the doctor, it was because of a a lump on my throat. And, you know, she told me only 5% of these nodules are really cancerous. And so she said it's going to take a couple of weeks for the results to come back. And I got a call like four days later. And so it was um, 100% cancer uh, my, we just celebrated my son's first birthday. Wow. And it was the weekend, you know, we had that over the weekend and then Monday I get this phone call and it, it kind of blew me out of the water. You okay. know, you don't plan for this. I don't think anyone plans to get cancer. Um, and then on top of that, I have a one-year-old and, you know, I'm like, what do I do with, with my body at this point? Because with thyroid cancer, um, it's interesting because a lot of people, and, and I love to say this because of anybody else out there with thyroid cancer—if you've ever heard this—you know, stand up for yourself. Uh, a lot of people tell you that this is the best cancer to get, and it's an interesting statement to hear. That is like You, you got the good cancer, and it's like no cancer is good <laughs> right. uh, in my opinion. So, so. What with thyroid cancer, it typically doesn't grow fast. Um, there's typically, you know, they do radio radioactive iodine treatment in your body to kind of eradicate it. And, you know, I was in the middle of I had a one-year-old. I was still breastfeeding, and I was told that I'd have like an 85% chance of potential breast cancer afterwards because if any radiation went through my glands, I would I, I would have an increased chance. And I'm like. Yeah, that's not an option. So, so I ended up getting my surgery done and then, you know, I lost my voice during the surgery. So when I say lost my voice, my, my vocal cord, unfortunately there was cancer that I'd grown up it. And when they pulled it off, it paralyzed it. Oh my so gosh. one was working and one was not. Mm. And you can't, it's, it's very interesting because it's hard to describe, but you know, you can't hold your breath anymore because there's like a little flap at the top of your vocal cords that, closes and opens for you and that doesn't function correctly anymore and then on top of that i literally couldn't speak so you couldn't hear me so if my son was like running out into the street i can't yell at him anymore like it it was a very so so you talk about dark days that was kind of my like those were my what i would call fear days and as soon as i realized especially after the the paralysis and getting my voice back um i realized that all of the, the darkness was coming from fear. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized that, I was able to actually address it, um, hold my thoughts and feelings accountable and not allow that to kind of progress. And so I got my voice back quickly. Um, I've had recurrence once, and I immediately changed what I was doing. I, I uh, you know, My company name is Career Organic, and so part of that is kind of this journey that I've been on you know eating organically and i don't eat a lot of processed food or um, any processed food um i cook all of my meals and and so i've been able to kind of eradicate my cancer without doing the radioactive iodine treatment which is not typical for someone who had the almost five centimeter tumor and so oh, wow, yeah it was it was <laughs> It's a bit of a lemon in my throat. Yeah.
0: So I got, um, I, I've got two questions for you. So the sure. first one is, um, you said hold your thoughts accountable. I love yes. Yeah. What do you? I mean, dive deeper into that. What do you mean by hold your hold your thoughts accountable? What, what, what are you so, doing specifically?
1: Sure. Um, well, let's let's kind of teach here. So when I work with clients, I actually go through this entire exercise, and so it's a process of making sure that each thought you have which also has an emotional response, right? If you have a physiological response to almost every thought that comes through your body. And so we have to hold that accountable or else we allow that energy and that emotion to just kind of sit unchecked. And so I have a process that I follow and that I teach. And it's, you have the thought. So for me, you know, I'm scared I'm going to (laughs) die. That that was a thought. Uh, And so instead of kind of trying to go into like positive thinking, which is more, oh, I can't think negatively about that, that's really not holding your thought accountable, right? That's trying to run away from the thought and the emotion. That doesn't serve anybody because it lives unchecked in your body somewhere, right? And so the second step is to say, okay, I have this thought. I own that I have the thought. You don't have to like embrace the thought by any means. Just understand you had it. Don't try and shy away from it. And then understand that you have an emotion that's attached to that. So, like, wow, it's fear. Okay. Like and this is this is kind of the epiphany I have. I have a lot of fear. And then you ask yourself in the moment, do I want to feel like that right now? And when you do that, your body actually answers you. Like you, oh, yeah. you literally immediately have a yes or no answer. And if it's no, you kind of move on with your day. Like it's like, okay, well, I'm not spending any more time on that. And you move through.
0: Nice. If it's yes, I'm gonna give you a microphone. You actually
1: ask one last question. And the question is will this allow me growth, right? Is it gonna afford me a growth opportunity Mm. if I feel this emotion? And so if that's a yes, then all we do is we check back in, whether it's like an hour later, maybe it's the next morning, um, and we ask it again until it disappears. And the fun part about that is that you have now owned that thought. You've put it in your your kind of bucket, right? And I think about it and I kind of teach it from this perspective if you think about any physical harm you've ever been in, super easy to protect yourself and like work around it. You never like just run away. It's like, oh, if you're running away, you're running to a car, you're running. It's very strategic. But when it comes to emotions, we just like, we pretend that they're not there, that they're not going to harm us. So I always kind of tell this story where it's like, if I put you in a room and I blocked all the doors and windows and you weren't allowed to escape, and I put a ton of fire ants in there with you, it's like, how are you gonna fare? It's like you're gonna get bit up, you're gonna be stung, and so, so now it's okay. I put you in the same room, same situation, but I put like a glass dome over those fire ants. They can't get out, but you can see them, right? How are you gonna fare? You're not gonna get bit. You're gonna be fine because they're contained. So, so when I think about thoughts, I think about them being still there we're not running away from them we're not we're just putting them where they need to be we're holding them accountable so we can go about our day and we can continue to progress and grow
0: i I like that Mm -hmm. i mean that's yeah yeah, my drop i mean she even had the strategy to go behind that's right right? yeah very very specific uh my my second question was when you said you got that phone call right you just had the your your son's first birthday Son or daughter? Son? Son. son. I have okay.
1: I have a son and a daughter, but you had my just son, had your son was one on the second.
0: And then you got that phone call. What happened right after that? Like you get off the phone.
1: Oh, I can see it.
0: Paint that. I picture. can see it. So uh yeah.
1: So I was outside, um, like we had a little patio, and I literally just sat down on the step and I I like I could barely breathe, uh, and I remember my husband was standing like right in front of me, and he's like, you know, big eyes and what's happening, and I just I couldn't even say anything. And the interesting part about it was that this doctor was like no emotion, mm. no no compassion, no no, no, no,
0: no bedside understanding manner,
1: understanding of the news she just delivered, and so so I was kind of caught in that. Um, and then her urgency to get me into surgery. And so it wasn't just like, hey, you have cancer, we need to talk about this. It was, hey, you have cancer, it's fairly large, we need to get you into surgery ASAP. And here are two recommendations for surgeons. Like, that's the conversation. That was it.
0: Oh, wow. wow. And I
1: was like,
0: Oh Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) So, um, but but I mean, it it was interesting because earlier in the show, you know, you were all talking about these things that just kind of align to your life and like fall into place and um, Uh really like kind of part of God's journey for you, right? And Mm -hmm. and it was interesting for me because my I had a really really good friend at the time and like loved her, loved her husband, and he was an endocrinologist. And so I called her and, you know, he was actually, he knew one of the surgeons. it was like, yes, that like, that's the person you want to go with, which is kind of very cool. And my surgeon, I mean, I don't know if you could see, but it's like, I have this teeny, beady teeny, tiny little scar on my neck. Um, and a Can lot of people, tell. if you ever see thyroid cancer, it's like across their entire neck. Mm. He did a great job. I mean, and then after my surgery, I ended up, um, I had parathyroid taken out too, parathyroid. I it's know. very, very wow. interesting. All these wonderful things in our body that do so much they and they're a lot, teeny yeah. tiny. Uh, parathyroid came out and you can't absorb calcium anymore because of that. And if you've never experienced low calcium, it actually makes you kind of fold up on yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so after my surgery... I kept going back into the ER because my body was like seizing up on itself. And so went back to this amazing, really emotional doctor um, who was never available and ended up calling my girlfriend again. This was texting, because I did not unfortunately have a voice at that point. Mm. And she got me in with him and her husband, like I consider him my savior. It's like he literally came to my rescue, was there to help me through all of it, go the non-medical route, which is not typical of a, you know, a doctor, Um, and, like, it's it all aligned it it is like really really cool
0: sounded kind of like some who you know moments in there i mean i'm kind of hearing some dots were connecting a little bit of
1: very much yeah
0: yeah and god does that right the whole who you know thing like god works through who you know it's through relationships it's through people and so i'm gonna give a mic drop for that Mm -hmm, well i appreciate you sharing your story with us um i when you said that i was like okay we can't just We can't just go past that Uh, like we gotta we uh, gotta dive a little deeper
1: i've heard from my network um once i start it's interesting because i never shared my cancer story whatsoever and i have a lot of different traumas that i've kind of gone through even as a young woman in new york city and all kinds of fun stuff and um and i have shared i started sharing these stories because i was doing a lot more online like events and and teaching instead of being in the classroom and uh people just started Saying wow, like it's so nice to see where you are because I'm going through that right now, and I didn't, I didn't have any hope or I didn't have that outlook, and so, so absolutely, I'm, I'm literally now an open book about any of my stories because I do know the power of being able to one resonate with someone, um, but also see that there is an outcome that. Is not as dark as where you are right now, and, and I think that's super powerful for people. It,
0: it gives people hope, and that's yep. what this yes. show is all about. So, let's talk a little bit about some of what you do now, because you are a an expert in in job seekers and in helping them get back to their cash flow, which is what this show is all about. We like to yes. get get the the cash flow uh, going again. So, um, what do you think is maybe? The three biggest mistakes that job seekers are making. Yeah. What what are they going through right now?
1: Well, great question. Um, I actually support so not only with Career Organic, which you know we help the the full gamut of job seekers from you know early career all the way to executive and entrepreneur, but I also support a student cohort at an organization called General Assembly. Amazing organization that helps professionals make a career transition into tech. Uh, through like immersive programs and I would say working with those student groups, I get a, a real big case, uh, you know, kind of case study. Right. And I'd say number one is that the mindset isn't kind of prepared for what a job search actually requires of you. I, I'd say that's number one mindset. Um, you know they they go into it and they're just you know they're not prepared for the roadblocks that are going to come, which is you know imposter syndrome, lack of experience, being told you have lack of experience, um, you know the rejections over and over again, right? Like you have to be mentally prepared and emotionally prepared for that. Yeah. So that's one. Uh, number two, I would say not understanding even just as simple as the ATS uh, and and LinkedIn like SEO, because what I see is that you make those incredibly small tweaks and all of a sudden the world is your oyster and you're getting those phone calls so like that's next step is you need to get the pipeline right like you have to be applying and you have to be making it through the bots and the unimaginative recruiters because they exist too uh and so getting through is is like Pertinent.
0: So mindset Next would be and getting oh, seen. Okay. Mindset, right? She said mindset's mindset, one, getting set. Making getting, sure you're tweaking, yeah, right? So like paying attention
1: seen. to the details. Yep. And then three, I would kind of go into the interview process is who uh, I, I loved the tips that I heard earlier. Um, you know, and and kind of like the culture questions and like all of these great things. But people prepare more for that than they do the actual, like just Fundamental questions. So, so like I give two tips um, for most mo- anybody that's that's getting a job right now is how do you approach uh, problem solving? So like what are your headers? You know, it's like do you identify the problem? Do you then communicate with the team? Like what's your step by step? And then how do you approach projects or like work in general? Like a, a project and initiative, something along those lines. And so if you don't go into your job search having those two answers, just to start. It's really hard to formulate, you know, your situational questions and like frame things around and, and actually sound consistent and confident when you're pulling those kind of past experiences or your coursework experiences. And so those those two questions I think get missed in just aligning, like, I need a step-by-step approach because that is what's going to sell me. And as a hiring manager for 20 years, Ooh, it is 20 years this year. Um, oh, wow. You know, I want to know that. So- I, don't, I don't care if you don't have all the experience, but I want to know how your brain works.
0: Good point. Good point. Briar, while we're talking about this mindset thing, what are you, what's your mindset? What, why are people, how are people handling this great resignation? What's the mindset going on? Because, you know, I'm a recruiter, and wow, the change in the job search.
1: It, it's incredible. We call it um, the great like reevaluation, right? Because mm-hmm. um, w- what's happening, there's, there's a couple of different buckets that I kind of put people in. Um, we have the epiphany, right? So, wow, I haven't been purpose-driven. I haven't been focused on the, the greater good. I haven't been focused on my family. And that, I call it life balance because I don't like to give work too much credit um, and its own power so life balance and so when we when we look at that piece it's i'm looking for more fulfillment so they're much more strategic and much pickier when it comes to the kind of job they're looking for and the company they want to align with um then you have the people that say okay i'm coming out of especially with covid you have a ton of people that realized, wow, if this happens again, I'm gonna be out of work again, <laughs> right? And so so for me, when I support, sure. you know, kind of my tech transition students, uh-huh. I'm seeing part of the great re- kind of reevaluation or resignation as reevaluating longevity, right? right? Like I don't want to be a job hopper. I don't want to have to reinvent my career eight different times. I, I need to make this new choice. Technology being a great choice right now, STEM in general, you know, I think 2037, 67% of the workforce is STEM. And so yeah. I think that's a big piece, is people need to be able to have just money in their bank to pay the bills, let alone any extra cash flow. Mm. And then I think the last bucket is, you know, our younger generation, who is figuring out that entry-level roles can pay 80 grand. They can nowadays, which is kind of crazy to to think about is, you know, there is more opportunity, more money on the table, um, more ways to sell yourself, right? Because like if you're getting into marketing, for instance, you get a platform underneath you and everyone's going to want to hire you or you kind of create your own business because people are paying you to present their brand for them.
0: Wait, talk about so, that. Hold on, hold on. Wait, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so talk about that. Um, you get a, you get a brand underneath you. What'd you say you get, you get a yeah, so, channel so like, underneath you? You, like
1: so platform. like, um, like I get approached So for career organic, you know, mm-hmm. I have influencers who have like PR agents mm. who will solicit career organic. Oh, we align really well, um, for one post about your brand you know pay us 15 20 grand that is a new living right now yeah and so you get enough followers on your platforms and now all of a sudden you're monetizing it and that's never been the case before and our youth is capitalizing on that
0: oh yeah You got these TikTok. What were those? The Island Boys. You got them Island I, Boys.
1: I, I'm, I'm a little old school with the social media. so you know what I'm talking uh, about. Margo's i love I'm talking him, about. We're but the other ones, I'm, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got a bunch of crazy people out there doing some TikTok dances and making some money, okay? Like, I'm just laughing because you went there. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's what's happening. It's the real deal. Like, you see some people it is. getting online. Yeah. And if you can get the attention, okay, here's the lesson in that. Money follows attention, y'all. Okay? Mm, money follows does. attention. And if you can get the attention, yeah. right? Money will money follow them. it. There's a guy in Atlanta that lives in the hood and he just goes through hood stuff. I mean, it is crazy. <laughs> just goes through hood stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I live in the hood. Okay, I so, know a little bit about that. No, there was a guy, so, and he's making. This guy's making money. Oh yeah. Just being hood. There was okay. a guy that does uh, like haircuts, and he goes out and, and he gives free haircuts. Gives yep. free haircuts, but then oh, it, like, yeah. like talks to them about their life and asks some questions while he's, you know, like like know. a barber would just, ask, you know, talk to you, but he films it, you know. It's and, a new market. And yep. yeah, like how cool is that and it's just an interesting concept but it it performs really well and the guy's making money so yeah. well talking about speaking about money this is a question that i had um kind of keyed in on because we get asked this a lot and a lot everybody money. everybody in the job search seems to want to know um how do you or what are some of the best ways to negotiate talking about money like in in an interview, yeah, interview, in life in general, but you know, really from more from probably a career transition or career search standpoint, comp packages, things like that.
1: Yeah, so so it's a question I get just every every day. Uh, how do I go into it? My first tip is always remember if you've given a number in the beginning of your conversations, right? So right. this is yeah. big fail, number one, is, you know, you tell someone, well, my number's around 65, and then they offer you 70, and now you want to negotiate. And it's like, that's mm. mm, yeah, no, it's not, not how we do it. <laughs> so I'm i I'm fine having candid conversations with recruiters and, and just saying, what is the budget for this role? Right. Yeah. And, and asking it point blank. You know the budget. <laughs> Give me the number, I need or, to know if it, if it's yeah. in the range and should we actually be talking. And I don't think enough p- people position that to recruiters correctly uh, because it saves the recruiter time. Oh yeah. And so oh, so if you do it's position a, yeah. it from that perspective, like I'm trying to be respectful versus just get a number and try and you know get the top of that bracket. But the additional piece is this, is that you have to remember what you're bringing to the table that could align for growth quickly in the role And then, you know, you're looking at, you know, um, there's, you know, Glassdoor, and there's a bunch of different sites now that have kind of that data. And you pull the local market data, you pull the national data, and you see, okay, am I highly confident in being able to, like, just hit the ground running? You should be going for the top bracket. If you are like, I'm a nervous Nelly, I am just scared to even get the job, position yourself toward the, the lower end of that bracket, and then try and create negotiations for performance reviews and what that does is buys you a little time because i have a lot of a lot of people that are like i'm going for this number and after talking to them for five minutes you're like are you confident like you're gonna do the work for that number because if you shoot for that you gotta be on your a game day one right like there's expectation that comes with higher salaries and bonus structures and all of that Mm -hmm. and so that's a real question. Uh, people like me and coaches in general should be asking: Is like, is that number setting you up for success immediately? And yeah, so, I want so two hundred and fifty thousand awesome dollars,
0: and I bet you, see, you better, you better come correct. Better come yeah, you, you yeah. better come with it. It's yeah. like I'm, I'm gonna need two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but you're gonna need to show me how to do that. Yeah, right, so, like, there's,
1: it's balancing <laughs> yeah. reality, right? And, and yeah. I think. I mean, that, that's what I tell all of my clients. It's like, I'm, I'm deeply rooted in reality. Yeah, let's get because real. Because that's what's going to move the dial.
0: 100%. Uh, Briar, uh, tell the audience how they can connect with you. What's the best way sure. for them to get with uh, Career Organic?
1: Yep. So we have our website, which is careerorganic.com. Uh, LinkedIn is a great way. I actually answer my messages oh. on LinkedIn. For real? I Uh, LinkedIn (laughs) is my platform of choice Uh, I am the only so you say my last name Doherty
0: oh my gosh I've been mutilated the whole time
1: everyone messes it up so I am the only Briar Doherty you spell it Doherty on LinkedIn okay So you can literally type my name in and you will find me on LinkedIn definitely shoot me a DM I have an amazing team underneath me at Career Organic we do free consultations, we do free resume reviews, all of that stuff, because we really want to support our community.
0: Yeah. Well, we love it. Thank you so much for being here. Guys, in the audience, if you can do me a big old favor, grab a screenshot right now. I want you to post this thing all over social media. Tell Breyer, uh what was one important lesson that you learned for your job search and tag her so she knows how mm-hmm. much she was appreciated here on the Who You Know Job Networking Show Briar, thank you so much for thank being you, here thank with us you. today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Guys, that is the show. No, but before we go, I do want to make sure we have our ask, okay? There's something that uh, it's real important. We're trying to add more world changers to this show. So if, if you enjoyed it today, uh, if we can go ahead and pull up that uh, wish list up into the screen. Uh, we are looking... we're taking applications how about that we're taking applications right now these are some of the world changers we're looking to add on to this show and yeah i know you see will smith on there he's slapping people doing crazy (laughs) stuff but hey listen well i want to talk to him come on i want to ask him some questions well you should put chris rock right next to him yeah yeah chris rock we got uh we got ed Milette up there um we got uh les brown up there we got a lot of world changers Oh yeah. And so we're looking They're for right. people uh, that, that we can add some more fire to this show And I've actually got some conversations going with a few of these folks actually right now. So hopefully you'll be seeing some of these people very very soon. Yeah. We actually did have um, uh, Claude on the show mm-hmm. uh, yeah. recently. Yeah. So yeah. she she was on the show just just uh, Claude Silver from Vaynermedia. There's she was here yeah. recently. So, so guys, you can over. send that in. who you know show at gmail.com if you know anyone on that list or maybe you know someone who maybe is not on that list but is a world changer somebody who's making impact somebody who's doing big things in the world uh, i would love an introduction it's all about who you know so you can send those introductions into who you know show at gmail.com we appreciate you guys that's the show that's it it's It's all about who you you know. know bye Trevor Houston here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, educated, and entertained all at the same time. For information on our different events, workshops, partners, or partnership opportunities available, check out whoyouknow.show for more details. And be on the lookout for our new mobile app coming soon. You never know how this show could help someone you know you know? And if we've made an impact or put a smile on your face today, don't forget to hit that share button on your way out. Until next week, it's all about who you know. Bye!